Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Nicole Reddick, and I am coming to you today with a message on fortification. This is Fortification 2. Last week we started this series, and we will continue until the series is complete. So we have fortification. From last week we talked about being able to fortify and what does that mean so let's go into prayer as we move into fortification too heavenly father i just thank you for your word i thank you for your love i thank you that you want to show us how to fortify and how to live our lives in a manner that's fortified to do the work of the kingdom So, Father, I pray that those that hear this word will have ears to hear and eyes to see with an understanding of what you're saying about how to fortify in the spirit, how to live a life watchful and sober. So be glorified through this message as Christ is lifted and your name be praised in the name of the potentate king the one that liveth forever and ever the everlasting father amen and amen jesus christ fortification let's turn to the book of nahum The second chapter, the first verse, he that despise, mm, he that dashes in pieces is come up before thy face. Keep the munition, watch the way, make thy loins strong, fortify thy power mightily. Here we have fortification. Nahum. He is telling them, He that dashes in pieces is come up before thy face. He is talking about Christ. He's talking about the Holy One of Israel. He is the one that dashes in pieces. And he's saying to them, Keep the munition what does it mean to keep the munition he means to gather your weapons of warfare have them ready be ready this are your spiritual weapons found throughout the Bible keep the munition Watch the way. Watch the way means be sober. Be a watchman on the wall. Guard is a guard of the spirit. He said, watch the way. 
you've got to be sober. That means you've got to be awake. You've got to see how the enemy is moving and be a watchman warning. Watch the way. Guard of the spirit. Next he says, make thy loins strong. Make your loins strong. If you know anything about how I teach, you understand that loins means your mind. Make your mind strong. You have to build up your mind with the truth, with the word of God. This is how a watchman stays sober. You have to gird your mind with truth. That means what God speaks to you out of his word, out of the Bible, what the teacher preaches from the Holy Bible that is true and sound doctrine. He's saying you have to gird your mind with it. It is your protection. It will make you strong in spirit. We're talking about fortification. He's saying, number one, you've got to keep the munition. You've got to know what your spiritual armor is. You've got to wear it. Number two, you have to watch the way. You've got to watch the way. You've got to be sober. Number three, you've got to make your loins strong. With the truth of God's word. And number four. He says. Fortify thy power mightily. You need to be baptized in the spirit. You need the spirit of God. The Holy Ghost power. The divine power. This is how you fortify thy power mightily. And when his spirit connects with your spirit, uh, there are mighty miracles that take place, uh, signs and wonders that follow you. We're talking about fortification. God is wanting us in this season to fortify. And you have got to understand what fortifying is all about. And see, you as a human being has a, a heart. He is telling you how to live the spiritual life in the kingdom within the earth. And he's saying you've got to fortify. You've got to keep the munition. You've got to watch the way. You've got to make your loins strong. And you've got to fortify thy power mightily. And so as we go further into this message, I want you to understand... From last week, what fortification means. It means to make firm, to be faithful and sure, to strengthen, to support, to be firm, to be strong, to be courageous, to be valiant, to be helpful, 
to be obdurate and to repair. You got to make your loins strong. First Kings, the second chapter. I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Here it is. This is David knowing it's his time to depart. Just like the apostle Paul knew. David knows it's his time to depart. Just like the apostle Peter knew. Just like Jesus knew. We got to understand. We're going to know when it's our time to depart. And what he's telling King Solomon here. His son that's going to reign after him. He's saying. Be strong. He's saying fortify. Show yourself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all thou doest and whithersoever you turn yourself. <clears throat> He's saying, keep the charge of the Lord. You know, God gives each leader a charge. But it seems in the Old Testament, the charge was based off God's standards. His commandments. And his statutes. When you're working in the kingdom of God. You've got to keep the charge. It's not about what you want. It's not about what they want. What is God saying? For you in ministry. What is God saying? Keep the charge. Keep the charge. In this you will be prosperous. You will be wise. In what you do. And where you go. The Bible says that. You will be blessed. The blessings of the Lord will be upon you. When you keep the charge of the Lord. We have to walk in his ways and keep his statutes. You know, we're under a new covenant. But there is a charge that God gives to man under the new covenant. In leadership, we must keep his ways as we lead his kingdom in the earth under his command. But you, as a believer, you also must keep the charge. 
as you're growing in God so that you won't fall back into sin. So you won't go back to the things you used to do. You've got to fortify your spirit and keep the charge. Do you see the twofold message? One is for leadership. The other one is how you govern yourself as a believer. We must keep the charge. Deuteronomy, the 17th chapter. The 19th verse. Well, let's start at verse 18. And we are in the Old Testament and it's the book of the law. But I want you to understand that Jesus, he fulfilled the law. And us, us, we are to fulfill the righteousness of the law. And the only way we can do that it's to fortify our power mightily. You can't do it in sin. You need the Spirit of God. You've got to fortify. We need to be converted. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need to fortify. Fortify your power mightily. Do you know that sin weakens the strength of the Spirit? Did you know that? So if God is telling us to fortify, we need to cut out these sins. There are some things that God says, cleanse yourself, uh, purify yourself. Uh, that means get rid of some of the sins in your life. That, that's something you have control over. Just like you got into it, you got to get out of it. Just like you practice it, you got to stop practicing it. Does it take time? For some people, it does. Some people can stop just immediately some people need help they need strength of others so I want you to understand that God is telling us we need to fulfill the righteousness of the law that's the new covenant the old covenant, they walked by the law without the Spirit of God. And no man could fulfill that. The new covenant, we fulfill the righteousness of the law when we follow the Spirit of God. When we fortify our power mightily. Your spirit is not as strong as it is when the Spirit of God, when you've been baptized, converted with the Spirit of God. Fortify your spirit mightily. God is telling us to be strong. Okay, verse 18. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book. Out of that which is the before the priest of the Levites 
and it shall be with him and he shall read therein all the days of his life that he may, may learn to fear the Lord his God to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them it's something important about following the word of God especially as a leader now as a believer it's important so that you would be perfected you would mature and you would exercise thy gifts for God and not for Satan. For God, for the kingdom of heaven. That's why you're called a Christian, a believer. You've got to fortify. And he's saying, be strong, fear God. Keep his teachings, his commandments, his laws of the spirit. Romans the 8th chapter. Romans the 8th chapter. The second verse. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. That's why he said we've got to be strong. We've got to fortify. It is the law of the spirit of life. It is the Holy Ghost to keep you free and to keep your spirit strong. We must fortify. Joshua, the first chapter. It's time. Now, this is twofold. I know some of you are not in leadership, but you are a believer. And God is trying to teach you something that even as a believer, even if you're not a leader, you, you have to fortify. I'm making your spirit strong. I'm perfecting you. I'm maturing you in the faith. But when you leave the church house, you still got to be strong. You've got to be strong in your home. You've got to be strong on your job. Either way, somebody is watching you. And because somebody is watching you, they are following you. And because they are following you, you are a leader. Do we understand? Now, he's bringing this in twofold because, number one, we see people are coming into leadership positions. But he's also letting the believers know, hey, I got to mature you. And, if you, and, and as a believer, you've got to understand, you've got to fortify your spirit first. Because in order to fulfill the call of God, he said many are called, but few are chosen. And so the chosen ones have fortified. Or they're learning how to fortify. And so you've got to understand, if you are going to be the head, if you are going to be one of the leaders in the departments of your church, you've got to be fortified. But also know, men and women of God, adults, adult believers, you are leaders in your home. And how you lead your home shows your Christianity. 
Now, you can only lead as a believer in your home as far as you've been taught. Apply it. Apply it. Joshua 1, 6 through 7. I don't think we've read that. This is a charge to Joshua. This is why I say it's twofold. Because uh, uh, the leaders, King Solomon, Joshua, Moses. If you notice, I'm pointing out the leaders. They have to be this way. But you as a believer, in order to be strong, you too must fortify. You cannot stay a Christian if you're not fortified. Because people are out there with false doctrine. The Bible says there are false prophets all out there all, everywhere. There are antichrists that don't believe the Messiah has come. And so I have to fortify you by the word of God. And he's saying you've got to be strong out there. They want to change your heart and turn you away from him. And he's saying, I got to teach you. I got to show you how to fortify. Six to seven. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. See, God make promises. And you know, he keep his promises. He got to wait till you do what you say. No, he's got to wait till you do what he says. See, some people want you to do what you say. But you've got to do what God said. You want the best? What did God say? Only be thou strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. We must understand Staying in alignment with God causes us to prosper. Some people like me will see it spiritually first. But that is the promise of God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That is one of the verses that stuck out to me. Then all these things will be added unto you. But I pray that my soul still be kept when these things be added so that I won't get high-minded. I know that they're coming because the promises of God are true. Isaiah, the 48th chapter. He says, Come ye near unto me, hear ye this. 
I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, there I am. You know, Christ is the, God is the great I am. Even Christ said, he said, before Abraham was, I am. So the great I am. And now the Lord God and his spirit have sent me. And thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth you by the way that thou shouldest go. Here we have. God is showing us step by step. He's, we've got to gird our lawns to be strong. He's saying, keep the charge of the Lord. This is the truth. You've got to gird your mind with what God has said. Because there are other voices that are going to come. And whose voice are you going to listen to? I did a message on that. Whose voice are you listening to? And many voices will come against what God has told you. But you've got to understand. You've got to stay fortified. So, make thy loins strong. Keep the munition. We haven't got there yet. I'm getting ready to come to that point. But part of your spiritual warfare is the word of God. And you've, you've got to gird your loins with what God is saying. And you've got to fortify your power mightily. We saw that in the law of the spirit of life. And this is how you watch the way. God teaches us to profit and he leads the way. Spiritual warfare isn't easy. Especially when you come against different types of sorceries. Different types of things in your life. Spiritual warfare isn't easy, but you've got to keep the way. You can't veer off. You can't go back out into the world. And that's what I mean by veering off. You've got to stay strong. You've got to fortify. Psalms, the 32nd chapter. Psalms 32, 8. He says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which you should go. I will guide thee with mine eye. So as you are leading God's people, he says, I'm showing you the way. I'm teaching you the way. I'm guiding you with mine eyes. And it is all to profit you, P-R-O-F-I-T. And I want you to understand, it's gonna profit you two ways, in the, in the spiritual and in the natural. 
have to fortify. And God teaches us to profit and leads the way. Matthew the third chapter. I teach my students in the um, spiritual development class that I teach. That there's a, in the, as you grow in God, you have to look at it as regular life. You start in the babe stage. And then there's the intermediate stage of your life. And that's before you reach um, adulthood, but after your childhood. And in that intermediate stage, when you're converted and you're baptized in the spirit, God wants to take time and teach you himself. See, in the babe stage, you need teachers. In the intermediate stage, God tells us in his word, he want to teach us some things. He want to tell us some of his precepts personally. You want the favor of God? He says, seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. I want to teach you. He said, it is his desire. Matthew 3, 3. Okay, 3-2. And this is John the Baptist. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Verse 6. And were baptized of him. All right. Uh, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions round about Jordan. And so he went about and were and people were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come? He saw, he said, Oh, Pharisees and Sadducees. Oh, generation of vipers. You know, people, they get offended when you call them a viper. But this is how they were spiritually. John the Baptist could see. Jesus could see because he said the same thing. And as leaders, you need to be able to see the spiritual nature. He said, oh, generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth fruit, therefore, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourself, we have Abraham for our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. In other words, you're going to lose your place. So the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. 
Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He says, bring forth fruit to meat for repentance. You know any vipers out there? You know any sorcerers? You, went and you know any religious spirit teachers that teach false doctrine in the church? Do you know any vipers? He says, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. In other words, your works and your heart need to get right as a leader of God. He said, I need you to repent. Who is going to save you from the wrath to come? Who warns you to listen? Who warns you? Who warns you? That is time to fortify. He says the axe is laid at the roots. God is ready to cut down some things. As he fortify others. Now what is at your root? Because if it's viperous, it's time to be cut down. This is what John the Baptist was saying. God is ready to lay the axe. The axe is Jesus Christ. If you're a believer, God is saying it's time. If you're a non-believer, God is ready to cut down at the roots. Get rid of the things in your life that is causing you a problem. You've got to want to find rest. And we find rest in Christ. So to every non-believer, Jesus is saying... If you're heavy laden, it's time for me to cut it away. If you're heavy laden, it's time for me to free you. If you're heavy laden and you need rest, and I'm not talking about eternal sleep, I'm talking about rest from the fruit of the spirit of Satan. Heavy laden. That's what keeps us burdened down. Following after Satan. Some people don't even know it. They think oh this is the pleasures of the world. Oh I got this and I got that. But your spirit is heavy. 
That's what God want to free up for you. He want to free some heavy ladens from you. He want to free. He want to take the shackles of Satan off you. He want to release you from that viperous spirit. The python spirit. See the difference between the two. The viper snakes. These are the deadly poisonous snakes. Um, they attack from the mouth. But the python, instead of attacking you with his mouth, um, he'll squeeze you to death. Oh, generation of vipers. These were the religious leaders of the day. These are the people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Um, they were the religious spirits. Um, they were the vipers. These are the ones that lied and, 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 and murdered people. They have a murderous spirit. He says, bring that good fruit. The good fruit, good fruit is not cast, cut down. Good fruit in John 10 is purged. But the, 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 the rotten fruit, the fruit that's not good. I, I preached a message on fruit. To understand what I'm saying, you would have to research through my messages to find the fruits message. But if you don't bear good fruit, the Bible says you will be cut down and cast into the fire. If you are a viper, if you have a viper spirit... That means you have a religious spirit. You work sorcery. And he's talking to Pharisees and Sadducees that worked in the church. That followed the chief priests. This is what John the Baptist, he knew they were religious leaders. That's why he said, oh, generation of vipers. Religious leaders. In the Christian community, you cannot serve two masters. You serve God or you serve the devil. You've got to make a choice in the kingdom of God. And so we're fortifying. I'm teaching you how to keep the way. As a believer. I'm fortifying you. Even as Christ fortified me. I took on this message a year ago. A year or so ago. It was a part of my fasting. But I never released it to the people in the form of preaching. So today, this is the season. And I'm teaching you to fortify. 
And, and it's something, because I was in Virginia when I got that message. Here I'm in New Jersey. And I'm teaching you to fortify. There are some people in this city that need to fortify. And instead of taking offense, you go to God and say, God, I repent. Help me to fortify. I want to magnify, fortify, strengthen my power mightily as a believer. You can't do it serving two masters. Ephesians the sixth chapter. The tenth verse. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So in order to fortify, you've got to put on some armor. And one of the things that God tells us to do is to make your loins strong. And he finishes the sixth chapter. We're going to get to the part of loins. But that is your mind. And you've got to put on the armor of truth to make your mind strong. And he says, stand against the walls of the devil. He didn't say stand with the walls of the devil. He says, stand against the walls of the devil. You've got to know that as a believer, God wants to empower you with something more than what the devil can give you. So you've got to stand against. You cannot stand for. You cannot stand with. You've got to stand against. He says because we wrestle not against the natural natures, the flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities. What's happening at the beginning? We wrestle against powers, uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle against. We don't wrestle for. The devil. We wrestle against the devil, against the principality, against the power, against the ruler of the darkness of this world, because it is Satan, the devil, and against his spiritual wickedness in high places. We wrestle against. 
He says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Isn't this what part of mm, keeping the munition? Isn't this part of fortification? God is telling us about this mind. Because, see, you can stand. Sometimes you have to stand alone. And if nobody ever told you that, let me be the first. I don't care who the leaders are. I don't care who your friends are. Sometimes you will have to stand alone. And now I'm going to tell you. God will help you. And some of the leaders, they know when you're in a battle and they can't help you but pray for you. They know when you're in a battle and sometimes all you need is a little bit of their strength. Uh, they know sometimes uh, that God will cause you because it's your... um time of temptation in the wilderness that means the spirit of God is leading you to a place to be tempted by the devil that's not the time to turn to the devil that's the time of tempting by the devil and you've got to take a stand and you've got to say no and you've got to remember the voice of the Lord and you can't turn to the left or to the right just because somebody else wants you to and you've got to understand these eavesdroppers, uh, these busybodies in the church, uh, they will make you get off course. Uh, and sometimes it's the people you very see in front of you. And sometimes it's the people that you don't see. Now, the busybody. She's somebody else's. I want you to understand. I want you to understand. You've got to stand having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And sometimes it's the mind. And when you guard your mind with truth, uh, it doesn't matter the voices that come later. You stand on what God showed you. Because they'll try to turn you and make you go backwards. When you're trying to push forward into the thing that God is calling you, you've got to know which voice you're listening to. See, some people, they led by the voices of men. And some people, they're led by the voice of the devil. And some people, they're led by the voice of God. That's why the question is, whose voice are you going to listen to?
taking the shield of faith where you should be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. This is your spiritual armor. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the devil and his wiles, his schemes, his imps. But the Bible says your shield of faith will quench all his fiery darts. That's why the devil wants you to lose hope. And this season is not the time to lose hope. This season is the, is the time to take hold of the anchor. This is your shield of faith. This will quench the fiery dart of the wicked one. If you have that season right now. I had it some 10 years ago. So I can tell you. If you get back into your word and continue to gird your loins about with truth, um, the wicked one. See, he don't want you to remember what God said. He wants you to do what all these other voices are saying. But I'm telling you, when you get back in your word, God will lead and guide you. Your hope will be restored. And those darts, they won't mean the same. Gird your loin about with truth. Uh, take on your shield. That's what quenched the fiery darts of the wicked one. That's what pushes Satan back. Uh, you've got to have your faith. And you've got to move forward. He says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Here we go again, which is the word of God. You need your spiritual armor. You've got to fortify. The word of God is what you've got to gird your loins about with. And if you're converted or if the spirit of God is working with you, you've got to know that's his armor. The sword of God is the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. The spirit of God is the holder of the word and he chooses the sword as his weaponry now God uses us differently I know how to use the sword I know how to cut asunder I know how to cut the soul from the spirit I'm not going to cut into you which can harm you but I can cut away that demonic spirit which influences you to do the wrong thing I'm working against the walls of the devil in your life right now. If you can take hold of it. I'm helping you to fortify. The walls of the devil. These fiery darts. That's why you need this Christian armor. If you are, you say you're a believer, you need this armor. And most of it comes from the word of God. And you've got to gird your mind with truth. Gird your loins about with truth. This is truth. There be a falling away from the church because they fall away from the truth. We got to understand the sword of the spirit is the word of God. 
That means the Holy Spirit is a holder of the word. Without him, you cannot rightly divide the word of truth. You cannot rightly divide the word of God. Remember the spirit of truth? He shows us how to rightly divide the words of God and writes in our spirit. Praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So here the apostle Paul is saying this is also part of your armor that you may open your mouth boldly and speak the mysteries of the kingdom. I'm doing that for you today to fortify you and every preacher should be the same giving you sound doctrine and not false doctrine helping you to fortify helping you to battle against the walls of Satan he says for which I am um, an utterance may be given unto him that he may open his mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds. Every preacher and teacher of the gospel, no matter what level of title they are, is an ambassador for the gospel in bonds. And bonds means... Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Satan shackles you with heavy laden. He shackles you with that. But Jesus said, hey, if you take my yoke, my burdens are light. Satan's are heavy. See, as a bondman for Christ, I give myself freely to the gospel that it may be preached. To the kingdom of Christ. I do it of my own free will. So God don't need shackles on me. But Christ asks us. To take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. And you shall find rest. Rest unto your souls, unto your spirit. You'll find that rest that you're so desiring to, to find. It's the rest of the soul. It's the rest of the spirit. That, uh, so here we have this Christian armor to fortify and these are the spiritual weapons of warfare. You've got to keep the munition. Keep the munition. Remember it means gather your weapons of warfare. Your spiritual weapons. And the most powerful one is the Word of God. 
not only is it the sword of the spirit it is the truth that girds our mind as a people we must understand that God is wanting us to fortify in this season we must fortify we must keep the munition make our loins strong and make others loins strong fortify our power mightily and help others to fortify their power mightily we must watch the way not just for us but for others as well so now I want you to understand that you must fortify as a believer, as a leader in the kingdom of heaven. You may be in the church house and you may pre preach in your pulpit, but that is the kingdom of heaven. That is the kingdom God has called you to. And you must understand. You must lead by his word and his word alone. You cannot lead by any other doctrine. Keep the munition. Make thy loins strong. Strengthen your brethren. Fortify thy power mightily. Help convert someone else. Watch the way. And if you're a non-believer, then I want you to understand, Jesus wants you to come to him. He's saying, I want to release the shackles of heavy ladens that's upon you because of sin, because of influence of a demonic nature. And I want to free you. And I want you to know that you can find rest unto your soul and your spirit. You've got to learn of me. There's no other way to find rest. He says, you've got to learn of me. And the way to find Christ. It's to believe that you're a sinner. To believe that he is the son of God that can take away your sins. In the sight of God. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for every believer that they would fortify. And I pray for every non-believer that by this message, uh, they come to you. Uh, in the name of Christ, uh, wanting deliverance and freedom and to learn how to fortify. I pray, God, that you would continue to move in each life. That you would continue by your spirit 
to empower and lead them in the way that they should go. That you would strengthen the leaders, strengthen the believers. And then those that come into the faith, strengthen them by your spirit in the inner man. Father, I pray that you would continue to move through us on the earth for your heavenly kingdom. As believers of the Christian faith, as believers and ambassadors for the gospel of Christ, have your way, God. In this season and in this hour, as Christ is lifted up and you, Heavenly Father, are glorified. In the name of the potentate King, Jesus Christ himself, the everlasting Father, amen and amen. <laughs>